start a new series today um, on the title of Reawakening First Love. And uh, the, my hope and my prayer for this is that actually, well, there are a few things that I think that I pray the Lord might do through this time. It's one is that as we're coming back together as a church, it's kind of nice to be able to hear one another's stories and to be reminded of who it is that we worship alongside. I don't know how many years you've been here at Granville, but I would imagine that there are people here that you have yet to hear their story, uh, their testimony. And uh, this, we're, we're, we're reminded uh, in First Peter that to be ready um, to give an account, give the reason um, for the hope in which we live. Peter writing to the church at a time of hardship and persecution and discouragement. Um, and so there's, there's power in a story that can be shared. And we all have uh, a story to share. Each of them is different, they're unique. But where they are common is that they reveal the goodness and the love and the grace and the mercy of God. And so my prayer is that through this time, we are going to get to see uh, his hand, his work, his goodness uh, in our lives. And as you hear from Ellen, uh, as we chat this morning, um, I pray that you would also be able to reflect upon your own story and where you are in it today. Uh, what the Lord is doing, what he's showing you, and how he's challenging you, even through the words that we share together this morning. So may God reawaken in all of us that first love uh, as we're reminded of his goodness to us. And uh, so I'm going to pray for Ellen. Lord, bless Ellen. Thank you for her. Lord, thank you for her yes to you, not just to be here now uh, to share her story, but throughout her life as she seeks to live in obedience before you. Lord, may your full anointing fall upon her now as she shares with us the reason for the hope in which she lives. And together we say, Amen. And Amen. Amen. So, should we welcome Ellen and encourage her as we start? You're all on. Yeah, that's it. So, um, Ellen, for, for people who don't know you, I know you've been around at Granville for some time, but could tell us a little bit about yourself, a little personal introduction, and uh, help us get a picture of who you are. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Um, first of all, I would like to say thank you, Pastor Paul, and the brothers, sisters, for uh, giving me this opportunity to share my testimony for our Lord. Um, uh, my name is Ellen. I'm from China, Jiangsu province. Uh, 22 years ago, our family immigrated to Canada, uh, including my husband, Philip, and my son, Edward. And we have been attending Granville Chapel for 20 years. And this is our spiritual family. And I am a, lab, a medical lab assistant and working at BC Cancer Agency Cytology Lab. And what I'm doing is um, I'm preparing and processing uh, the patient body fluid specimen to make slices for pathologists to read the cells and diagnose. And I'm working full time. 
Thank you. And actually, I know that in your work there in the Cancer Agency, that I, I know in the years past that you, how the Lord has used you and blessed you. As, uh, yeah, we are serving for cancer patients. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Ellen, tell us a little bit about um, your years growing up. You've been, this has been your spiritual family, you say, for the last 20 years at Granville Chapel. How was it for you growing up as a child uh, in China and before you moved to Canada? What was your kind of... Uh, faith expression or encouragement even at that time? Um, well, I, I was born in China at a non-Christian family. Uh, my father was a teacher and my mother was a housewife. I have an older uh, sister, older brother, and I was the youngest uh, in the family. I think uh, my parents gave me lots of love uh, since I was the youngest. But uh, I was growing up in an environment. There were no Christians around me. Like from early years or growing up, um, school, elementary school, all the way to college and even workplace, I never met anybody who was Christians. So Christianity wasn't part of my life until in my 20s. So could you tell us a little bit about that, Ellen, and how, how Jesus first showed up to you? Uh, story starts 25 years ago, when I was in my 20s. Um, for me, uh, that was my darkest time in my life. I had heart problems. So I had um, prema like frequent premature, okay, <laughs> the medical term is called frequent uh, ventricular premature beats. I have very frequent, like every, sometimes every two uh, beats, I have one extra beats. And sometimes three beats, I have one extra beats. Uh, it's, then doctor gave me some medications, but didn't work for me, didn't help me. And so um, I, I've been suffered a lot from that illness and I didn't have energy during the day and I didn't have an appetite, didn't want to eat and I couldn't sleep well at the night. Um, so at that time I was working at the a busy hospital as a medical lab technologist. And, uh, and my husband was working as an engineer um, at the construction site. He is in the, another city, so he couldn't come home often. So because of my illness, I had to stop working and uh, stay home. And my, so my mom, in her 50s, she has to uh, taking care of both myself and my son. Um, like my son was about two years old. And so after a while, I felt like I was uh, not only a useless person, but also a burden for the family. So um, originally I was a very uh, outgoing and cheerful person. Um, because of my physical illness, so gradually I, 
I lost confidence for, uh, for, for my future, like no, lost confidence and hope for the future. So gradually, I had a depression, thought of suicide. Um, so one day, I was home alone. I thought that was an opportunity. So um, I wrote the letters to all my family members, including my uh, parents, um, my husband, and my brother, sister, and my two-year-old son. So then I wanted to end up my own life. Then I thought of countless ways to try to kill myself. But none of them I had courage to try. So then I asked myself, then I asked myself a question. Uh, where, where will I go after I die? Will it be better than it is now? When I asked questions, something happened. So I heard a voice, a voice in the air telling me, after death, there is heaven and hell. Then I said to myself, I want to go to heaven. And then the voice continues, says, there is a person whose name is Jesus. Of course, I was in China. He told me about in, in Mandarin. He said, Esu, there is a name whose name is, there's a person whose name is Jesus. He suffered a lot. So what he suffers exceeds all things, all sufferings in the world. So uh, what he suffers, compared to what I'm suffering, what I'm suffering is nothing at all. Then when the voice finished, then I look up and I saw an image of Jesus was nearing on the cross. He was nearing on the cross. Then, even though 25 years passed, I still remember clearly the image. I was, the color was gray and the lots of many people was standing near the cross and look up on the crucified person. I never heard about Jesus before, so I didn't know who Jesus was at that time. And so I didn't understand what was going on in front of me. But it is only when I know there is such person in the world who suffers so much, what I suffer was small. I don't know why my heart was comforted. And what's even more amazing, my depression was cured. And I just immediately, uh, I had hope in my heart. And suddenly I was full of confidence for, uh, for the future. 
So I didn't want to die. I want to live well. And in a while, then the image was uh, disappeared. After that, uh, I didn't didn't tell anybody um, about because I didn't want others to know that I want to commit suicide. So I kept in deep in my heart, especially for my family. I didn't want my family to worry about me too much. So um, then uh, for a while, my, also my heartbeats returned to normal. So I was completely recovered. And that was how uh, first time I met Jesus. I want to use one Bible verse to uh, summarize that. Um, Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that gave us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. And so Jesus, using his godly power, healed me. Thank you. Alan, thank you for sharing. That's um, so vulnerably and um, openly with us to, to be able to hear how the Lord had revealed himself to you. And remarkable to think that you hadn't heard about Jesus and yet uh, he revealed himself to you. And the picture that you saw of him on the cross um, uh, was the means by which he he called you from that place and met you in that place of despair and um, so thank you for for sharing that and Ellen you you described the place that you were at when when he first revealed himself to you um, what you said you, you were healed you, your depression left you your, your heartbeat was restored um, how else, how else, what other change did, did your discovery of Jesus bring to your life? What, even in your understanding of yourself, what, what changed for you from that point? Well, actually I was, like, I was uh, spiritual blind that time. I, I, I didn't, I, even this thing happened, I, I was spiritual blind, so I... After I recovered, I went back to my normal life. Uh, I didn't thought about Jesus. I didn't thought about him. Um, but Jesus never gave up on me. Um, so a few years later, we uh, immigrated to Canada. And uh, the first Sunday, so that was 22 years ago, uh, August 11, we landed to uh, Canada. And I remember that was Friday. So I rested one day, uh, Saturday. And Sunday, my sister brought us to a church. And my sister was, uh, uh, she came here uh, one year before us. So she already became a Christian. And she brought us to a church. And the first time I, this is the first time I went to the church. And I liked it very much because we uh like singing songs, like normally, like our church, uh, it's a Chinese church, um, singing song and uh, listen to sermons and uh, 
prayed, and also, because it's afternoon service, we even had a dinner together after service. So I, I felt I, I was back home, so I really liked it. And through the Sunday service, like the pastor's sermon, and uh, I also uh, joined the Bible study, and uh, so I learned about Jesus in there. So uh, I learned that Jesus is the Son of God. He, uh, he died on the cross for our sins. He was tormented. He was beaten. He was uh, died on the cross and uh, resurrected three days later. So, uh, so I in the church I heard of Jesus. Then I um, remember that Jesus appeared on me, to me on the cross. So I was um, I was in tears like. I couldn't help, I was in tears. And uh, I silently confessed my sin to God and repented. And another Sunday, uh, the pastor's sermon is about heaven and hell. And uh, then after the service, and the pastor called, if anyone who want to um, uh, give your life to Jesus and just believe in him, please raise your hands. I, I, was, I was new to Canada at that time, so I was a little bit shy. But my sister was sitting near next to me, so she encouraged me. And then I just bravely raised my hands. And after I raised my hands, uh, I felt the peace and the joy that I never felt before. I knew God it was so real, as he's real. I felt the difference, the peace and the joy I never heard, I never experienced before. Um, so um, then I just uh, keep going to church, and, and so, soon after, um, December 17, 2000, I... Uh, officially get baptized, I became a Christian. And my, my husband also uh, was baptized because he also come to church with, with me at the time. Um, and then after I became Christian, like it's, the life is totally changed. So my life become very uh, simple and regular. So uh, like working, uh, study, uh, family, going to church, I, I never stop. Um, sometimes I'm also um, maybe went side, um, but Jesus always bring me back to his uh, his track, his way. Um, then I always uh, never stopped uh, gathering, like church gathering and uh, Bible study, and also also I. Um, I, in, when I was new, I, I led uh, many sisters to Christ. So, so it's um, and also sometimes in my spare time, I go some medical mission trip for the poor people. Um, just Jesus just changed me um, completely, like from a person who wanted giving up uh, my life and to a person who can be used by God and um, 
to do his work for his kingdom. Um, so I want to use the Bible says uh, what the Bible says. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. So Jesus changed me. I was going to ask you um, if there is a, whether there's a, a particular verse that you have felt the Lord has kind of reminded you of and, and brought back to you at different times. That, um, I know there are, there, are, there are particular verses for me that, that God has spoken to me through at key moments. Is, maybe that was that the verse or is there, is there another? Oh, there's another verse. Uh, there's so many verses mm. that speak to me, God. Uh, but there's one verse, uh, John 14, verse 6. Jesus answered, uh, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the way, and he's the only way to the Heavenly Father. There's no other ways. Other ways are wrong way. And, and um, Jesus continues, says, like, uh, on John 10, um, verse 7, he says, Very truly I tell you, um, I am the gate for the sheep. And he continues, says, uh, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And he says again, um, verse uh, 10, John 10, 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. So I was the lost sheep, and Jesus called. Jesus came to rescue me, and I heard his voice and followed him. And also, um, he, is, he is the truth, right? So our heart is longing for truth. And Jesus, um, and John, John um, 8, verse 31 if I not wrong, yeah, John eight thirty one. Jesus, um, Jesus said, "If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you what free." Thank you. <laughs> so Jesus is the truth, and uh, He will set us free, and. Um, the real freedom is eternal life. And only Jesus can free us from our sins and uh, lead us the freedom of the uh, eternal life. And the Bible also says, um, for God so, uh, it's John 3, verse 16, I think everybody knows about that. Um, for God so loved the world uh, that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So Jesus is alive. And um, also he he's in control of our life. And he is God. And uh, John, uh, John 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to 4 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and 
the word was God, and He was with God in the beginning, and through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing has made that has been made. So in Him was life, and that life is a light for all human mind, all mankind. So He He is alive. So this this is the verse that really remind me and and put me focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and hearing your story of what you shared earlier that my my sheep know my voice and that how the Lord spoke to you that you recognized Him although you didn't know Him, um, but you you responded to His voice. I don't know if you're hearing that Ellen has a heart for evangelism and um, she loves to. I mean, I think we're hearing it right this morning, and your passion and your love for Him in a very personal way, and that relationship lived out daily. Um, how do you know the Lord is alive? Well, because I spoke with Him this morning. Is kind of that that what I'm what I'm hearing, Ellen, and um, I know that. Well, I, w- I want to hear. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised to hear that when you first came to faith, you also then were active leading others to faith. Um, and whenever we've run Alpha, whenever we've had opportunities to host people uh, through Alpha, and Ellen has always been one of the first people to say, "Oh, I'd love to be involved in that." Or if I've said to, "Hey, what do you think about being a part of Alpha this term?" and said, "Oh, I'm really busy," and then she come back and say, "Yeah, yeah, I want to. I'm in. I'm in." And uh, whenever we have the first evening, there's Ellen's table, and it's full. And um, just that heart, Ellen, to and because out of your own lived experience of the love of Jesus and it's and it flows out of you that that you want to share that with other people so tell it tell me a little bit about or tell us sorry you have to listen in uh tell us about what um what God is doing lately what he's showing you um that you're excited about um so during this two years like um pandemic time um I, I was drawing like more uh, more trainings on Zoom like available. Um, it's like ch- Chinese uh, training. So uh, I was attending two uh, discipleship training and one devotional training. So through these trainings, I uh, learned more about uh, what does it mean being a disciple of Jesus. So. Um, um, verse um, Matthew 24 verse 16 or is that oh no Matthew 16 verse 24 <laughs> it says uh, Jesus said to his disciples um, whoever wants to be my disciple um, must deny themselves um, pick up pick up the cross pick up their uh, take up their cross and uh, follow me so um I learned a lot. Be um, I just equip myself for whenever God using me. So I learned a lot from that. Also, and God gave me a longing heart for reading the Bible. So I commit myself reading Bible every day and praying to God and devotion to Him. And so I just want to know. Jesus more and more and more until the time I'm with him forever. <laughs> Thank you. And Ellen, um, you've, uh, having followed and walked with him for the last 20 
something years. What would you, what advice would you give, or what do you wish you'd known when you were younger, even as you started your faith or before that journey began? What, what advice would you have given to your, to your younger self now, knowing what you know and having lived what you've lived? Uh, well, I'm very grateful that I had a both experienced that without Lord and uh, with the Lord. So that I know that time without Lord, I had fears, lots of fears. And I, I, I carry the fears and the burdens until too exhausted to the bottom. But um, now I find the Lord's precious Jesus and I will never let him go. And uh, what my advice to my younger self is uh, I will spend my time wisely. I will spend more time with God and uh, read his words, praying to him, and resting in him, and I will um, join his word to, um, for the kingdom of God. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Ellen, just as we, as we finish, and because we'd love to be able to pray uh, for you, and um, to ask, what, what, are you, what are you excited about right now as you, as you look forward? What is God doing? How or where is he? Do you feel that he's leading you? Um, I'm excited about that. God gave me a permanent job that I don't need to retire, which is tearing people, the good news about Jesus. <laughs> so, um, like, so during the pandemic, I was joining um, a, a course called like Blessing Group. So it's bringing new people to Christ. So, um, uh, so pe- because it's on Zoom, so there's no area restriction. So. Um, the brothers, sisters, invite their um, uh, family or friends or uh, family to the Zoom um, for the blessing group. So um, then um, lead them to Christ. Uh, right now, I'm a facilitating uh, like women's Bible study. Um, they are all new believers. They believe in Jesus through the blessing group. Um, so... Um, so it's just helped them to uh, knowing the words and uh, ha- getting a habit to read in the Bible. And also, because uh, they are from, some are from States, some are from China, some others are from Canada. So if they are not here, so we, as we help them to find the local churches and they can, um, some people they want to get baptized, so they, we help them to find local church and uh, they can attend um, personally, like physically there and they can get baptized in, in the church. So I, I learned a lot from the service. So, um, so uh, you can pray for me for um, um, like strength and um, protection and the guidance, um, and for also for my family uh, to serve the Lord together. Mm. Mm. Thank you. 
Thank you, Alan. We, um, I, I mean, I don't know. If this, so there's a this online Zoom thing. We've heard of Zoom, right? And um, this online Zoom group called Blessing that you're leading, that you've, and you sort of just sort of like threw it away, and and people are coming to faith in in Jesus. And how many people are you? How many people are part of that group that you over this last? Oh, like they have a different like A B C D E group. I'm in A group, and uh, so uh, there. Right now, I'm just uh, facilitating these uh, new like the the new group like uh, one of the group. So in my group, we have a seven seven women. So every uh, Monday we. Uh, gather on the Zoom and we study. We already finished the book of John and we are studying uh, the Luke. So tomorrow we're going to study uh, Luke 15 together. That's, yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. You know, that's, um, Ellen has an international ministry. But this is the, you know, as we're locked in at home, um, but, but blessing um, these women and I know other groups that you've been involved in, um, and how many have come to faith through this time. So I think sometimes we can look around and wonder, you know, Lord, what, what's happening, what's going on, but actually uh, a lot uh, as people are looking to him and he is revealing himself to them. And uh, so why don't we pray for Ellen right now and ask you to extend your hands to her as uh, we pray and give thanks for her life and we pray an even greater blessing upon her. Father, thank you for Ellen, for Philip, for their family. Thank you, Lord, that when um, she was yet far from you, you drew close to her. Lord, that you uh, called her by name and that she recognized your voice and you brought her from that place of despair. You brought her to a spacious place where you told her of your love for her and of all that you have done for her as you have done for each one of us. Father, I pray that increased anointing upon her. Lord, I thank you for the gift of evangelism that you have poured into her. I pray increase in that. I pray that for our church. Lord, would you pour out a passion to see others come to know you? Would you open our mouths that we might also share our story with boldness and courage and vulnerability that speaks of you, Jesus, uh, above all others. Uh, Father, I pray your protection over Ellen and her family, um, particularly today as, as she has shared so vulnerable, vulnerably. Uh, Father, thank you for the great blessing that her life is to us as a community and to so many. Uh, and Lord, I pray increase for her. And I thank you, Lord, that she says she has the best job in the world uh, that has no retirement in sharing with others uh, about your love. Uh, so, Father, may she know uh, the fullness of your equipping and your anointing uh, in this new season, and may her um, ministry bear fruit for your kingdom and for your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Why don't we give our thanks uh, to Alan?